Good evening. I'm Marcus Leader, and I would like to invite you on a journey of discovery as I pull back the veil and give you a glimpse of the multiverse through the eyes of a Toltec shaman. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and turn down the lights. You're now listening to The Shaman's Brew. Good evening. This show is devoted to the topic of love and intimacy between humans. I am going to reveal to you never-before-released information on these topics drawn from the sacred core knowledge of my Toltec shamanic lineage. I am going to give you a shamanic and scientific definition of the most powerful and misunderstood force in the multiverse, love. You will learn the truth about soulmates and their purpose. You will also learn about the pleasures of intimacy and how what we experience in our physical passions are but a dim reflection of the true experience that we feel when we step outside our bodies and merge as one with another. In my News from the Lab segment, I'm going to give you a very special gift by teaching you a part of my ancient Toltec core teachings revealing a real love spell that truly works if executed properly. And I will give both shamanic and scientific explanations why this works along with the benefits and dangers involved with using such intentions. As a special bonus, since this is a show for lovers, I am going to share with you an energy manipulation technique that can activate and send a surge of primal force through your partner's root chakra, elevating them to unimaginable levels during the primal, passionate moments. This is a show for lovers, for those looking for love, and for those hiding from it. To stimulate the force we call love and passion, I am going to be using specially selected music throughout the show since one of the most powerful stimulating factors known is music. I am now going to start the show with one of the greatest love songs of all time by Roberta Flack called The First Time Ever I Saw Your Face. Like the trembling heart 
The Shaman's Brew is a show that allows me to share my ideas, knowledge, and experience with those who seek the true meaning behind life and the multiverse in which we live. The lessons I offer and the stories I tell are based on my scientific knowledge merged with my eight-year apprenticeship with my friend and mentor, the world-renowned anthropologist, author, and Toltec shaman, Dr. Carlos Castaneda. The lessons taught to me by Carlos were drawn from word-of-mouth teachings, handed down student to teacher for the last 500 years. Legends from ancient sorcerers in my lineage say that although the Toltec shaman originated from central Mexico, the roots of our knowledge base come from a people that time has literally forgotten further south and a land called Peru. According to the legend, the people who first used the site known as Machu Picchu in Peru were given the original teachings by an unknown benefactor long before the ancient city was built. Archaeologists today still do not know who these people were or how long they used this sacred mountaintop before it was inherited by the Inca. It is thought that these ancient people spread out into the world carrying with them the sacred teachings. History is sketchy, to say the least, about, uh, about what happened to these people and their teachings, but there is some evidence that part of the lineage merged with other races, such as the Olmec, and later became the Toltecs, who built the great city of Teotihuacan using this sacred knowledge. This sacred knowledge ultimately led to the destruction of Teotihuacan in a battle for power and control over the city. After the battle, a small group of Toltec sorcerer priests took refuge in the jungles to preserve the sacred knowledge and for the next 500 years it would be perpetuated and preserved for the future by teaching word of mouth, teacher to student, until just recently. Much of what I'm going to tell you tonight is from this ancient sacred knowledge. Some of the things you are about to hear have never been made available to the public in any form. In this show, I would like to touch upon some of the Toltec beliefs regarding the force we call love, soulmates, and kindred spirits. Please join me now as I take you on a journey through the multiverse as seen through the eyes of a Toltec shaman. Soulmates, a very popular and yet widely abused term within modern society. I wonder how many of you listening have used the term yourself. Many people use it as a uh, cliche, always searching for their soulmates or believing they have found their soulmate. I think we would be shocked to find that most of the public thinks this way, and yet even more shocking is that most of the people who use this term are not clear about the nature of a soulmate, nor 
would they have the knowledge or ability to recognize their soulmate should they by chance meet. Now I have uh, good news and bad news. To begin with, in order to understand the nature of a soulmate, one must at least consider the principles of reincarnation. Most of the world believes in reincarnation. In the Christian religion, it used to be taught by none other than Jesus himself until the ancient Catholic Church decided to strike the teachings for the reasons of control by fear, making people think that this is their only chance to make it into heaven. In this one single life, they must learn all that they can learn and experience. A rather ridiculous notion, to say the least. If you cannot accept the pos this possibility of uh, reincarnation, then please continue listening, and perhaps you will find a way to modify it uh, so that you can apply what I'm going to say into your own belief system. The bad news is that many people who believe they have met and married their soulmates are confusing the soulmate with what is known as a kindred spirit, which is a relation or close friend, possibly a spouse even, from another lifetime. The feelings can be intense to the point of love at first sight, but they may not be true soulmates. For a union in any incarnation involving soulmates is exceedingly rare. The good news is that it was foretold in ancient prophecy that during the course of human evolution there would be times when a higher number of soulmates united in the physical world as a result of a natural, spiritual, and energetic pattern. It was foretold that one of these times is right now and will continue on for many, many years, perhaps centuries, as we enter a new age on Earth. So, how do we know when we do meet a soulmate and exactly what is a soulmate? Well, when you encounter your soulmate, you will know them before you even meet. From vague and haunting dreams, you will see their faces, feel their souls yearning for the sacred reunion. You will seek out those in life who best fit your subconscious description, developing personal likes and dislikes in the opposite sex. As the time for this sacred meeting approaches, you will feel unsettled and restless as the subconscious anticipation grows stronger. You may find yourself looking for more than what you see around you. And if you are in a relationship, you may find it deteriorating as your soulmate approaches in time. When the day comes and you do in fact encounter your other half, time will seem suspended the moment your eyes meet, as the world around you disappears, leaving only the two sentient beings which house the twin souls. When you gaze into your soulmate's eyes, you will see the reflection of yourself, surrounded by a thousand times more love than you ever thought possible. Your hearts will embrace and wrap themselves in a blanket of totality for which there are no words. You would experience eternity with but a single touch. Soulmates are real, but it has been very, very rare to encounter one up until now. So what is a soulmate? And why does it exist if it can't be with you always? According to the Toltec legends of my lineage, the universe was created from a static force, which hyperdimensional physicists call the zero-point field. This zero-point field was the source of all that is and ever will be. This source was a non-propagational force, meaning its power was contained in a defined space and did not radiate or travel from its center. This force could be called the Creator. It is also known as the undefinable force we call love. 
in the higher dimensions of the multiverse. It is referred to as Lush by the great masters and angelic beings. Then, for some incomprehensible reason, this force exploded outwards in all directions, expanding from its center, forming the multidimensional cosmos around us. As the force expanded from its center, it began to vibrate as a result of diminishing density and outward motion. The closer you were to the center of the source, the higher was the frequency of vibration. And the further you traveled from the center, the slower the vibrations became. These oscillations in the field of force created something that had never existed before, a polarity in the force, an opposing duality that would become a motivational factor for constant change while at the same time bringing balance to the multiverse. The original force of creation had transformed into a dynamic and perfectly balanced duality. It was now an all-encompassing intelligent force formed from two exact opposites in polarity, making it possible for this static zero-point field to move and become alive. It is believed that this force or creator, for whatever reason, started to reproduce itself by creating smaller zero-point field polarities in the same image as itself. This unit of opposite polarities is what we call a soul. It soon became apparent that in order to evolve into a more advanced system of energy and therefore soul, that the two opposites would have to be separated so that the action of each needing the other to become whole in balance would absorb energy, causing them to evolve into a more complex energy system or soul. The ultimate goal of this process being the evolution and growth of the twin souls into a more developed entity at which point the souls would be reunited with the Creator and feel a completeness that we humans cannot even begin to comprehend. This is the reason that you cannot always be with your soulmate. If you were then there would be no motivating force for completeness and you literally would stop evolving as designed by the creating force. This process of growth and evolution makes it necessary for these twin souls to experience the teachings of human life over and over again separately from each other. Soulmates are believed to reunite in the same incarnations every once in a while to reassess or possibly reboot themselves to share ideas and bring balance into their system before coming back again separate once more. Often one of the soulmates will take the role as a teacher if their acquired knowledge base is more significant than the other and in most cases the other will help bring the emotional evolution into its mates balance. In the beginning, when two people like this meet, they will find a series of strange coincidences taking place which are basically signals or signposts flagging the approach of the two soulmates. These coincidences start to increase the closer the two people get and you may even find an unusual amount of telepathy and empathy exchanges. For example, if one is hurting emotionally, the other will feel a disturbance in the force. Thank you for that term, Mr. Lucas. And suddenly, feel distressed, wanting to reach out but not knowing why. One thing, too, I should mention is that your soulmate is the opposite polarity of yourself, but they do not have to be the opposite sex while incarnation. Two men or two women could be found as soulmates in any given life and the love they would share would be just as intense and complete as a male-female scenario. Often, when soulmates meet, there is an age difference which is either a product of design or simply a blunder in timing. 
The most common age spread between soulmates seems to fall between 5 and 25 years, which is usually to the benefit of the union because, as I said previously, one is normally an educator while the other feeds the emotional body in this type of relationship. If one or the other happens to be even 25 years or more older, it does not negate or lessen the sacred union in any form because a magical spark is ignited that fuels the relationship with the incredible passion and energy while solidifying the bonds of love. Sometimes this is why you see couples like this who are seemingly a generation apart yet share a happiness and completeness that others only dream of. However, keep in mind that many people who believe they have met their soulmate may be really feeling the strong but less significant energy flow from the souls they have interacted with in the past or kindred spirits. This does not negate the union of a kindred spirit for you can not always be with your soulmate in every life and what you share and experience with kindred spirits is extremely important as well. When you find your soulmate you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt by the feeling of timelessness within your embrace. The love and passion that soulmates share are the stuff that legends are made of. We can't be with our soulmates in every life. So if you do find your soulmate, hang on. Hang on with all your being. Let your love play through the most divine instrument in the multiverse, your heart. It is only then that you will experience the completeness of love, which is truly a gift from the heavens. I will leave you with one last Toltec secret on this topic. Many throughout history have tried to define love and always fall short. I will now offer my definition of this incredible emotion for your consideration. Love is the interaction of the opposite polarities that find completion in the primal flow of the zero-point field. Not very romantic, is it? Well, how about this? Love is a light that illuminates our souls. You like that better? Thank you for allowing me to share my thoughts and ideas with you. This is Marcus Leader, and you are listening to the Shaman's Brew on Jackalope 105 FM on the Jackalope Media Network.
that very moving song was sung by Sarah McLaughlin and called I Love You. And now, for your listening pleasure, I'm going to turn up the heat and present the wickedly insatiable Brandy Schwan reading A Warrior, A Raven. A warrior, a raven. I lie face down on my bed, your heavy weight heaving breath against my back. Strong body, nude, formed over my curves, feeling your every muscle pulse. Exhaustion's panting heat cross my neck, sweat and rapture's last cry slick your skin. Your sublime structure, I should be crushed. Beneath you, safety is a god upon my back. Let my lungs scream, I am your fortunate prisoner. What evil could touch me here? Oh, do speak. Wicked words spat from your sharp tongue, biting, dominant, seething words these keen ears covet insatiably. I am untouchable, breakable only for your warrior's grasp. My sleek form becomes your silver weapon. Here the razor's edge of death unsheathed. Evil's woman you called out, raven perched your solid shoulder. Care for me. No demon should forsake you, thine enemy. Those whom they do fear my blades. Sharp talons leave the wounds. Ah, darling, you are safe. Carnivorous wars, my playground. Do you pin me not to meet mine eyes? You might find yourself kept. You called out now. Allow me, I might turn around. Taste power. These lips consume your wanting mouth. Oh, red. <sighs> mm.
Do you have Celtic roots? Are your ancestors from Ireland or Scotland or Wales? From Cornwall, Brittany, the Isle of Man or Gaul? Do you love stories and tales? Ancient myths, legends and folklore of the Celtic peoples? Do you want to hear more about King Arthur, Gwydion, Taliesin, Cuchulain, wild magic and the realms of the Otherworld? Do you want to hear about the old gods, druids and fairies in a way that they're not just dusty, dry words on a page? Then you need the Celtic Myth Podshow, available from CelticMythPodshow.com. In the days when the world was young, the days when the air was clean and the dew was fresh upon the grass. Listen well, for I have tidings for you. Warriors are coming from across the sea. Crane, take this message back with you. Tell the Fearbold they must give my people either battle or live in peace in half of Erin. On my word, I should prefer to give you half of Erin than to face your weapons. The Celtic Myth Podshow will bring you the bravery of heroes and heroines, the magnificent pantheon of gods and goddesses, and the magic and wonder of druids, fairies, and folklore. Our ancestors would listen to these stories as told to them by their bards. They wouldn't read them in books. This podcast brings the magic of sound back into our legends. A new episode comes out twice a month and builds into a complete collection of tales from Celtic mythology. So just sit down, get comfortable... And join us every other week. Listen to news, chat, and a story from Celtic mythology with the Celtic Myth Podshow from CelticMythPodshow.com. That's CelticMythPodshow.com. And now, news from the lab. I took my troubles down to Madame Rue. You know that gypsy with the gold cap too. She's got a pad down a pretty potent pile Selling little bottles of love potion number nine I told her that I was a fop with chicks I've been this way since 1956 Most of you will recognize that last song as Love Potion Number no. 9 by The Searchers. It is also most appropriate for this News in the Lab segment. In this News from the Lab, I am going to share with you some Toltec scientific techniques from my lineage about the art of energy manipulation in another person's energy fields. Some today call this the magic of spellcasting, but in reality is a sound scientific practice that has been lost or hidden for centuries. First, it is important to fully understand how the energy of another person can be affected by the manipulation of your own energy fields and exactly what is taking place. Then I will be giving you a basic formula for persuading others to resonate with your heart chakra 
and perceiving you in the light of love, more commonly referred to as the magic of spellcasting. Note that I did not say make you fall in love, because while that is possible with a mastery of these techniques, it is not a wise thing to force others to see you with love-filled eyes, because if there is not already something compatible there, then you are only setting yourself up for disaster because you cannot hold the illusion in them forever. Often this phenomenon actually happens between people naturally, and that is why so many people jump from relationship to relationship and are generally married multiple times. This technique can be used to tip the scales of emotion into your favor or to rekindle love that has gone stale as a result of everyday stress or boredom. So to start with, you'll need a few items. Two red candles, any type. A polished rose quartz stone, the bigger the better. A tablespoon of sea salt. A small amount of osha root. And a small container, like an ashtray, that you can put sand in the bottom and burn the osha root. If you need assistance in locating this root, uh, let me know and I will see if I can help you. Take these items to a place where they will not be disturbed for three days and start by placing the rose quartz on a table in front of you so that you can gaze into the largest reflected side. Next, place a candle on each side of it a few inches away and light them. Now, light the osha root. If you cannot keep it burning, you may have to get a self-igniting charcoal block that's uh, used for incense and that should keep it going. Let the smoke engulf the stone and yourself for a couple of minutes before continuing. While you're waiting, visualize the person of your desires and feel the emotions that you have for them. Next, pour the salt directly on top of the rose quartz so it surrounds the stone completely but does not cover it. Now breathe deeply and summon all the love and feelings contained in your heart for this person. Let it build. Think of every detail. And when you have focused all your awareness, project it out through your solar plexus. Feel the energy of your attention flowing out of view and into the stone. The stone will become the vessel of your love for that person. Now after you feel you have saturated the stone with how you feel and the essence of your love, Start visualizing how you want this person to feel about you, and you can do this by visualizing your feelings and placing them in the other person. Then slowly begin to visualize a siphon of energy starting from the other person and flowing out of them through your solar plexus and into the stone, regardless of where this person happens to be at this time. Repeat this every night for three nights and it is best to perform between the hours of midnight and 3 a.m. The reason for this is that the cosmic radiation from the sun is at its lowest point and the veil between dimensions will be at its calmest point of the day. After three days, take this stone and place it in a special pouch and carry it with you or at least meditate on your love for that person every day until the person begins to show signs of resonating with your desires. The reason this works is because the way we perceive the world and others is the result of an energy center known to the Toltecs as the assemblage point, and it defines what energies we perceive and interact with. When we establish a psychic link with another and begin to mold their energies by entering their energy fields through their solar plexus, we begin to shift the assemblage point ever so slightly. And if you are successful, you will shift it to a point of emotional resonance with your own assemblage point. The purpose of the salt is to contain the energy of intention that you will be projecting into the stone until it is fully saturated. And the osha root is an assemblage point stimulator empowering you. The other technique I mentioned involves again the manipulation of the assemblage point, but this time we are going to be in direct contact with the other person 
and we are going to use the root chakra as an entry point. You will need the same items for this as you did in the last spell, but this time you are placing a magnetite stone for charging. Magnetite is easy to come by and is a natural magnetic stone. It should be polished and small because you will be holding it in one hand while making love to your partner and you do not want an unpolished stone against exposed skin. This time Charge the stone with the most intense sexual pleasure you have ever experienced or can imagine and see it exploding into the stone a hundred times more powerful. When you have an intimate encounter with your lover, hold the magnetite in one hand and slide the tip of your index finger down from the middle of their back slowly to the very base of the spine at the point where the back and the buttocks meet, centered directly over the spine. Now begin to slowly trace with your fingernail the outline of a three-inch spiral. Start large and move to the center over about a 20-second time span. And when you reach the center, press your fingernail into the skin hard and sudden, but do not break the skin. Then slowly unwind the spiral and repeat it again. This should start always in a clockwise direction and then unwind in a counterclockwise direction. Do this at least three times until you feel your partner vibrating out of control. An experienced shaman or person who can manipulate energy does not need these props as they can simply use the tip of their finger to trace out the sacred symbol at the base of the spine on top of the root chakra. This will infuse their partner with orgasmic energy. However, until you become adept, you can use this method to raise your partner's pleasure to levels they never knew existed. However, this will take a little practice. But oh, what fun it can be. <laughs> anyway, I believe the rest of your imagination. I hope this show has illuminated the topic of love and sensuality or at least given you a different perspective to consider. Thank you for listening. May you find what your hearts desire. If you wish to contact me, you can do so at marcus at shamansbrew.com or on my Facebook or MySpace page. Until next week, this is Marcus Leader and you have been listening to the Shaman's Brew on Jackalope 105 FM on the Jackalope Media Network. I would like to invite you all to stay tuned for a new show on Jackalope Radio called Savage Science. It is done by my very special friend, the brilliant and beautiful Tracy Savage. I think you will all enjoy Tracy's wit, humor, and commentary. So I invite you all to join me in listening to Savage Science tonight on Jackalope 105 FM at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm now going to play this show out with another one of the great all-time love songs called In Your Wildest Dreams by the Moody Blues. <laughs> 